Welcome, everyone. And we're here with another episode of our podcast, It's Simple, really, where we try to take sometimes complex, sometimes not so complex issues and see, are they really that complex or is it simple, really? So today, I want to tell you a bit of a story. Um, I've been meaning to learn guitar. This is something I passionately, I was passionate about, still passionate about. I even had a guitar standing behind me. You can't see it on camera. But I tried four times, maybe five times, paid for courses, did them, and never got good. In fact, I never got past maybe four or five chords, the simplest ones. So I never learned to play guitar. I actually can only play maybe one tune, and I'm so proud of myself. The point of that story is, I'm not short on time. I'm not short on passion. I really can see myself being this massively successful rock star. And yet, here we are, I'm talking to you. And I can't take a guitar in my hand and I can't play it, even if my life depended on it. So today, I was going to ask Greg his opinion on what is it that actually stops people from doing what they say they want to do, or what they feel they want to do. And if we bring it into a business context and take it out of a personal context, that gets even worse. Um, there, was a, there was a point in time when I had an idea that I will be building expensive computers, but then I didn't have a website. Um, and I didn't really have a niche. And um, I thought, well, since I don't have those things, I probably will not succeed. There was a, there was a point in time when, uh, unfortunately, I used to smoke. And I needed to quit smoking. And everything was in my hand. And I, I, wasn't, I wasn't a pack-a-day smoker. But nevertheless, it was a, I didn't quit. Later, I quit. But... Anyway, the point, the point of the story is, and the point of my question to you, Greg, is um, we seem to know what we need to do. And why is it that we still don't do what we want, what we desire? Well, what I've come to learn recently is it all comes down to um, our current level of understanding. And really the premise is that we're always doing what makes sense to us at our current level of understanding. And when I say understanding, I don't necessarily mean um, our intellectual understanding of our world. It's deeper than that. It's like our embodied understanding of life, of you know, what's important to us um, beyond just our intellect. Because a lot of the things you described, whether it's quitting smoking or wanting to do certain things, intellectually, we're on board. It's like, yeah, I, I, I've seen the studies. I've seen the... the yep disgusting pictures on the pack of cigarettes. I, I know this is bad for me, but I, at some level, it makes sense for you to smoke until you said, and then I quit. And at some point, something changed in, in your level of understanding um, that, made, that it went from smoking made sense to all of a sudden smoking no longer made sense and you stopped. Um, hmm. 
it's kind of like, uh, I mean, your smoking example is a good one, one that relates to, to my life, it, not, not so much my life of smoking, but I remember my grandfather telling a story. He was a, a pack or two pack a day smoker until my brother was born. And it was like he, the day he became a grandfather, he quit smoking. Hmm. Just like cold, like just it again, it, it just, it used to make sense to him. And then all of a sudden he's holding this newborn baby in his hands. And even though he wasn't living with him full time or anything, he just decided uh, smoking no longer made sense to him and he stopped. Well, if, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll interject here because one same story, exactly the same story happened to my mom when my son was born. And actually that led to, I mean, she was, she was a, she was a regular smoker. I was just a habitual idiot. But when I realized that my wife was pregnant, I mean, that was kind of, I, I took a cigarette and said, this is my last one and never looked back. So again, a little tricky. But here's my question though. So does it mean that it's not really about what we want and why we don't do it? It's only if we find a cause that that can move us off yeah. ground zero. Well, the, the interesting part is the we, like who's the, the we or the me or the I, like who are you talking about? Because it's, it's kind of this, like I said, it, it's beyond your intellect. It's like your inner wisdom, um, like who you really are and what makes sense to that. Like there's a lot of times when people do things that on the surface seem destructive um, but it's like your inner wisdom is taking care of you in some way, shape or form. So I don't know, maybe, and I'm just making stuff up here, but like maybe smoking is like, um, a precursor to social engagements and stuff and fitting in with the people you work with or the people you hang out with. It's part of your social dynamic. So mm -hmm. there's some, it makes sense to smoke because without smoking, you wouldn't have that friend group or I don't know, whatever it is. That's just one example. Um, you know, it's, I'll, I'll give you a personal example that I had recently, which is, is kind of a, a weird one, but like I was on a call with my peer coaches and we were talking about eating habits and things like this. And one of the ladies was talking about her growing up on a farm and on the farm, there was, they always had baked goods because part of farming, like you have got lots of milk and eggs and, flour, mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever the ingredients for baking and they would bake. And there was this like, I don't know, just this expectation of like, we've got so much abundance here. Like you were obligated to just like always be eating these amazing baked goods, which was great in terms of like how they made you feel and, and how they tasted and stuff, but not good for your health. Mm -hmm. And, you know, later in life, uh, you know, she's realizing that that had implications on her, how she, her understanding of, of what she's doing today and the way she eats and stuff. Anyway, it got me to thinking about my upbringing. And, you know, when I, I grew up, I had a stay at home mom and there's three kids and, you know, living paycheck to paycheck kind of thing. And we knew it had to be payday this week because like you go in the cupboard or open the fridge and there's like for barely anything in there. And then Thursday payday would come, we'd go out to the food court at the mall. That was our big kind of every two weeks family outing to the food mm -hmm. court and then go, my parents would go grocery shopping and then they come home and then the first, you know, week you had all the good stuff and you would just like eat it while you can, because it's, 
it's there. And then like towards the next payday, you'd be eating bread and crackers kind of stuff. <laughs> um, anyway, and potato chips had been kind of my, uh, I don't know, my nemesis my whole life. Like I just love potato chips. And, uh, and more recently, as you know, I've been on this noom diet and stuff and trying not to eat that stuff. And I, I'd go periods of time without it, but I'd always, I'd creep back and be, you know, I'd allow myself a handful and then a bowl full and then a, I'd be back to eating a bag. <laughs> Anyway, we had this conversation and afterwards I had an insight, which was that I kind of been living out of this way of thinking about food that um, you got better eat it while you got it. Now, my financial situation is much different than when I was growing up. I mean, we are fortunate enough to have the capability to have chips every day of the week if we wanted to. (laughs) And, And that's kind of where I was at. Anyway, I haven't eaten a potato chip since that conversation. Interesting. And that's over two months ago. Um, so, and I, I, again, I just, I, I, I boil it all down to something has shifted in the way I, in, in my understanding to the point where it just doesn't make sense for me to eat chips anymore. So it's, it, I haven't thought about it that way. And it certainly turns some of my conceptions upside down because I'm looking at this and hearing that some of these ambitions, some of the um, things that we say that we want to do. I'll, I'll give you another example. I've been, uh, I don't have to tell you this, but um, I've been building a business that was supposed to cater to nutritionists and helping uh, those people, uh, predominantly women, uh, go and open up their digital practice. And I had all the tools, I had all the solutions, and I had a lot of uh, experience to share. And as you know, and uh, for those listening, I wasn't very successful. In fact, I wasn't successful at all. I only had maybe two clients at most, and um, one of them being my wife. Um, and, I'm, and I always thought to myself is, how come I am here with a genuine solution to your problem all you have to do is take me up on it yes it costs money but i am also here to make sure that you make more than you invest in my services it's good that was kind of the pitch yeah and so i was always perplexed and puzzled as to why wouldn't nobody take me up on that because i certainly heard all of the stories about how people struggle how people struggle with technology, how people struggle with understanding of the business concepts, how they don't even know what taxes they need to pay. Um, Long story short, it seems to me from your story that uh, me with this business or me in my head seeing myself as a rock star with a guitar on stage, that really has little to do with how reality is going to unfold. It's more so that deeper eye that we might be disrespecting um, because of logic or because we overuse our brains and think that that's that's kind of where it's all, all at yeah. is is am i understanding you correctly that um, yeah and, I, mean, I think to a degree i mean uh, i think of the the scenario you just described with your business as i, I think of it, of it from the perspective of the people your prospective clients right mm-hmm. And I kind of equate it to the experience both you and I had when we signed up for our respective courses. Yep. And, and, you know, over the time that we've been doing this, we've been bombarded with offers 
And, you know, probably nine out of 10 times, whatever the offer is, probably would have been something we could have used or something we needed or whatever, but it, we, we didn't jump at it. Now I'm a sucker. I jump at a lot of things, but uh, um, when we, when it finally came down to the, us pulling the trigger that same weekend on, on our respective courses that we bought, something about that offer made sense to us that other offers didn't make sense to us for whatever reason. It, it could have been the cheese. It could have been the pitch, the, it could have been the timing, you know, like, I mean, when I worked in retail and you were a buyer, it was like, you know, the stars have to align. Like you're getting bombarded with vendors and, and proposals and you reject most of them, but every now and then the stars align and, and exactly what you're looking for walks through the door and you buy it and boom, it's hugely successful. And the salesperson's like, I don't know what's happened, but it finally worked. Ergo, the, the, the planets finally aligned and, uh, and things worked out. Um, Actually, if you if you don't mind, I'm sorry, sure. I'm interjecting again because it, it's an interesting an interesting component component to the story you were talk, talking about about us investing in the uh, like coaching or um, business practices courses, yeah. both you and I respectively. There's also a massive difference because between be, between the two ways of how we jumped at it. Although we did it on the same weekend, yeah. you knew about the person you signed up with for what, over 10 years? Over 10 years, you, yeah. Yeah, over, over 10 years you've been following Jamie? Yeah. And at the same time, my decision to buy a course came on the heels of one LinkedIn message and a subsequent call. Yeah. So it was, it was for me, one, it's, it's, it's completely not like me to, to take that massive of an investment step without thinking it through, but yeah. it's still. Yeah. So, but but, I think, it, like, I mean, is, if, if I analyze... If I analyze your decision, yeah. it was kind of like, again, it, this is almost like the planets align. Like you'd gotten to a point in trying to do things the way you were doing them and not getting the success you wanted. And along came this LinkedIn message and then this call that showed you a path to how can, you know, this is how you can go from where you are to where you want to be. And this person can help you. And you were like, yeah. I'm in. Like it was, uh, you know, like, you were in the right place at the right time for that message to arrive. And, and it resonated with you and made, it made, you know, the easiest way to say it is it made sense to you. Uh, so again, I'll, I'm going to restate that. What is it? So is it, is it, is it that thing that we call gut feel? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the way I think of gut feel nowadays is, is your, your inner wisdom it's you know you're you're out of your head and you're into your your wisdom um and your your wisdom it knows more it, it, it's you basically have the wisdom of you know uh the wisdom of the universe on your side like it knows more than you could ever known intellectually um and it guides you well let me let me let me just let me just tell you that for one thing, uh, definitely not something that's being taught in business school. Yeah. Two, um, I did not hear the same notion from my parents when I was growing up. It was more kind of like think about this, uh, like use your head. That, yeah. that was. But I can't help but subscribe to what you're saying. In fact, I was I was about to interject and say the word uh, universe, uh, yeah. but figured out that um, as we were talking about, 
you need to you need to give the person space to express their thoughts. Yeah. Um, but let's get back. Let's let's let's. Um, I will. I just want to circle back. So with all all of the things that we talked about, understanding that there's a there's an unseen part to our lives that dictates how we make decisions and uh, certain let's call them stars align. Yeah. And then you get that feeling and you just uh, you just put away the fear and you actually act on the feeling. Yeah. Um, so all of that, we talked about all of that. But then if I go back to what we're talking about today, what is it that actually stops people from doing what they say they want to do? Yeah. So is it the lack of attunement to that inner voice? Is yeah. it, what is it? I mean, I'll answer it kind of in a, I'll back into it this way, which is kind of the thing that unlocks them and gets them to eventually do it is an insight. Mm-hmm. And it, it, basically what an insight does is it, uh, it's like an upgrade on your phone, right? Like it's, it, you, your current level of understanding is X mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you have an insight and now it's X plus one or whatever it is. Like it's, it's changed you don't really know what's changed or whatever. And in coaching circles, they use the word shift. Like I've had a shift, like I've seen something, I heard somebody talking about something and something shifted. Like I don't, I can't explain it. And in fact, most of the times, if you try to explain it or understand it intellectually, you ruin it. It just kind of <laughs> dissipates and goes away. It's more because it's an inner embodied understanding kind of thing. Right. But something shifts and all of a sudden things look differently. It's like a, in business circles, they call it a paradigm shift, right? It's a, it's a new way of thinking. You know, one of my favorite quotes is Einstein's, the significant problems we face cannot be solved at the same level of thinking we were at when we created them. It's, you need a new way of thinking. You need to look at things completely okay. differently. I, I, I hear you, and I, I don't want to be uh, catching you on your word, but yeah. I, I think thinking is the... Thinking is the wrong word in this particular example. Yeah, I would substitute now instead of same level of thinking with the word understanding. Yeah, the same level of understanding. And, and it's funny because I mean we we talk about understanding. I'm certainly not a historian, but I wa- I watch television, so I base all my history off TV shows. <laughs> but there's a there's a like a docu series on Einstein's life, and he had some experience, and I can't remember exactly what it well, was, was to do with gravity, but he was in an years. elevator. And it was like the the weightlessness of being in, in an elevator, and it made him think something and have some epiphany about gravity or something. Anyway, and I know you and I have talked about this before too. It's like, and you were talking about thinking and and um, all this kind of stuff. But, but you have your best ideas generally when you're not thinking. When you and I, I've been I've been intentionally deploying this in my own life lately. As I've been building an app or whatever, and I get to a roadblock. I'll take the dog out for a walk or I'll go work out or I'll go have a shower or whatever. I try to get my mind, my intellectual mind off of the problem and in your subconscious or your wisdom, whatever you want to call it, you just, it's grinding away in the background and you're not even consciously thinking about it. And then all of a sudden you turn the corner, coming back to your house with your dog. And it's like, I know exactly what I need to do. <laughs> and you have the answer. Um so it's, you know, it, the, the, my prescription for most situations now, like if you want to make a decision, I had a, a, a client I was co- talking to coaching, I guess, on making a decision about his career. And I, I basically told him, okay, we'll do all your analysis, your pros and con list, all whatever you normally would do. But then whatever it is for you, 
that's your that's your calm place walking the dog working out having a nap having a shower or whatever hot tub I don't know, whatever it is whatever that is for you go do that and see what decision comes to you don't don't sit at a desk grinding over a pros and cons list to make your decision it's um it's 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 funny how when when we talk about this stuff it's it's a it's feels ethereal it, it feels like spiritual it mm-hmm. feels um uh not something that you can place a finger on or put a formula around or have a flow chart that mm-hmm. guides you to this path and i think if i if i understand you correctly that is exactly the point you can put any flow chart and any uh list of pros and cons together to tell why Vadim should learn the guitar. Yeah. And maybe the flowchart basically puts me on stage with Eddie Vedder. Sorry, I'm probably dating myself, but for those the, who know. The late yeah, Eddie Vedder? I was thinking of Eddie Van Halen. My apologies. Jesus Christ. Come on, dude. You're scaring me. And I apologize for that little interjection. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a good reason uh, to be there. And uh, maybe there's also, if I were to build that flowchart, a heck of a lot of reasons why that would never happen. And maybe that analysis is actually what's detrimental in some of our decision-making processes is that we can easily talk ourselves out of making a decision just because logic would suggest otherwise. And despite that, the universe, as you said, my wife actually, she, it's interesting that you, when you, when you were talking, I, I couldn't help thinking, but what, what she said the other day is, uh, she said, you know what, I'm beginning to think that uh, our brain is just, let's say, call it um, a Wi-Fi receiver. Yeah. Nothing more. It, yeah. It's not a computer. It doesn't do processing. It's just receives if you let it. And then we go back to that concept of universe, uh, whether you trust us or believe in this or not, it's kind of like sending a message out and then receiving the response. Yeah. And, but you only can do that when your brain, your computer is not overloaded with processing that you're trying to do logically. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, the metaphor that Jamie uses because his program is called clarity or, you know, his, his, uh, you know, the, his model, the clarity model, but it, he uses a snow globe and a busy mind is like a shaken up snow globe. It's all snowy. And when you, when you allow it to settle and you get clarity, that's when you're at your best. Hmm. So, but you're, I think when you you're talking about spirituality, it's like, that's a bingo. That's exactly, <laughs> you know, I think we, modern society has kind of tried to steer us away from spirituality and into intellect and kind of as, as the world is modernized, spirituality has kind of been put up to the side and yep. modern technologies and things is to the forefront. But, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think we can deny that as a species, there's some level of spiritual spirituality to, to our existence that, uh, that's there whether we want to accept it or not. I think I think that's that's the perfect phrase to kind of uh, close this episode. So for everyone who's listening, and uh, if you've seen or heard our previous episodes and thought that we were all about business and smart goals, no, 
our our reach goes way beyond that. So we tackle the spiritual as well. And actually, I, I would I would side with Greg a hundred percent without any shadow of a doubt that we do as a society, as a modern society, have placed too much emphasis and trust into things that we believe that we can control, fully forgetting that there's probably even more things that we cannot control or understand, and yet they guide our lives and decisions. So thank you very much. I, I needed to get the last word in, as always. Greg is smiling at me. So thank you very much. This has been It's Simple, really. And uh, you will see or hear us next week. All right, we'll see you then. Bye.